welcome back to Artist Avenue. It's finally happening. Season 3 has arrived and to kick it off, I am chatting with the one and only Jenna Lee Miller today. Jenna is a New York City-based actress who holds a BFA in musical theatre from Otterbein University. She's also the creator of Problem Solved, theatre and brand coaching for all artists. Before we dive into Jenna's beautifully unique journey, I would like to remind you that due to the current circumstances and the distance between the US and Switzerland, we had to record this interview remotely via Zoom. Therefore, the quality might suffer at points. Nevertheless, please keep listening. I always say, for a 2020-21 podcast, it's content over technical quality. So, without further ado, enjoy this glorious episode with the ray of sunshine that is... Jenna Lee Miller. Hey Jenna, welcome to Artist Avenue. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled that you're on today and to finally meet you. Yes, meet you, you know, face to face, not just, you know, from a screen. <laughs> yeah, what 2020 well, has taught us. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. I'm. Mean, hey, I will say if 2020 has taught us anything it is that like real connections can happen through social media like it's amazing how many friendships and connections I've made honestly more quickly than it has happened in person you know like through auditions and going to see shows I feel like it like has sped up the process so much faster because it's essentially just like a click away isn't it Exactly. It's it's like a DM away and you're like actually having an actual conversation with someone, you know? Yeah. Would you like to quickly give us an introduction of yourself? Yeah. So hello, my name is Jenna Lee Miller. I am an actress, a theater and brand coach and a social media manager. And I am based out of New York City. I'm currently quarantining um, back at my mom's house in Easton, Pennsylvania, like so many other artists who moved back home, you know, when this whole mess started. And yeah, I've kind of, I've been performing and singing since I was like a tot. Like we're talking like three years old. I was singing before I was actually speaking sentences. Like true story my mom thought I was crazy (laughs) yeah so that's me in a nutshell I suppose (laughs) that's brilliant (laughs) so I always start at the beginning and I'm going to ask you now to take us back to your once upon a time oh okay okay my once upon a time (laughs) yeah so um as I said before I really started singing when I was like before I was even talking full senses and it really started at church I would sing in the choir and when I was little I used to ask my mom how do I sing how do I hit that note how do I breathe how do I do this how do I do that and she was like I have she does not sing no one in my family I'm the black sheep of my family in terms of artistic wise because no one sings no one dances no one acts like so she when I kept asking all these questions, she was like, that's it. I'm getting you a vocal teacher. (laughs) So ever since then, I started out with voice lessons and then that grew into taking my first dance lessons and then going to acting class. And then I went to a performing arts high school and I majored as a vocal major. 
And then I got my BFA from Outerbine University, which is right outside Columbus, Ohio. And then I moved to New York. So it really started at a very, very young age for me. I always had that. I know what I'm going to do with my life. I know what my goals are. I know how I'm going to get there. Like I've always kind of had that road kind of set for me. Mm. And that's lovely. That's absolutely lovely to have that. Yeah. Like my best friend in high school was like, I don't know what I want to go to college for. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I always was so sympathetic towards those people because I, I just genuinely never had that. And, you know, part of why quarantine has been so difficult is because it's like that one thing that I've been working my literal whole life for is just getting ripped out. You know, it's just, it's non-existent right now. So that's been really difficult, but, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and talking about colleges, how was your experience auditioning for them and that whole process? How does it look like in the US? <laughs> oh my God. If I could go back in time and re-audition for colleges, I'd be like, where do I sign? I freaking loved it. It was three months of my mom and me traveling across the country doing auditions every weekend. For me, it was like vacation, like amplified. Like for me, it was perfect because I love auditioning. So it was like, I auditioned during the day and then my mom, my mom and me explored the town. We went out to dinner and I, we stayed at these hotels. Like it was pure joy for me. So I, uh, I, I, this is rather crazy, but applied to 23 schools. I auditioned at 20 and got into 10 and then <laughs> she, you can't see, but she just gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> so, That's it was incredible. So <laughs> That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. It was so much fun. I will say I did have help. I used musical theater college auditions, which is based down in New York, but they also do like virtual sessions and they prep you, you know, for your dance audition and your singing call and your monologues. And I had some amazing coaches that really, I, I think helped. Um, Cause you'll be surprised how much the material that you choose weighs in how well your audition goes. But yeah, so I auditioned and as I said, I freaking loved it. So you would normally sing uh, one to two uh, cuts of songs, normally 16 to 32 bars. And then you would do a monologue, one or two, and then you would dance for them. And then you, some of them, you would have like an interview portion where they were, it was like getting getting to know you, you know? And um, Outerbine, the school that I ended up attending, had an interview process. And I went into the interview and it was going really well. And he said, okay, well, what else is in your book? And I was like, okay, let's sing some more. Yes. So I sang the song and then we like, he had, he had given me an adjustment and I took it and it just like clicked for me. And then after he sang, it was silent in the room. And I was like, uh, uh. and then <laughs> After the awkward silence, which I'm sure was only like five seconds, but it felt like, you know, an eternity. He said, welcome to the family. And then I said, thank you. 
meanwhile, I was like, what does that mean? Oh my God, what does it mean? Does it mean I'm accepted? Does it mean I'm in, you know, your, your mind races a million times. And I came out to my mom who was in the waiting room. I said, I just had a really weird experience. (laughs) And then of course I got my acceptance letter and then the rest is history, but oh my gosh, I loved college auditions. I actually met some talking about, you know, connections and meeting people. I still talk to a large majority of the people I met through MTCA, Musical Theater College Auditions, the the prep classes I took, but also from the auditions themselves. Like I still am Facebook and Instagram friends with a lot of those people. And now like I run into them at auditions in New York and it's just like amazing to see like where we all got accepted and where we ended up going. And yeah. No, that's incredible. And it's so vital. Like making those connections and like you see that we're all in the same boat at the end of the day and like we need to talk to each other we need to like hear each other's stories and support each other because we're such a small industry and we're incredible human beings we like what we do is insane but we do need to support each other and we need more of that like I'm all for that and I love hearing what you just said and I also love that you say the words I love auditioning you don't hear (laughs) that so often so great (laughs) I know I'm, I'm a rare breed. I've been told for me, like I thrive when I'm outside of my comfort zone. And I also am, you know, maybe it's not my best quality, but I'm also very competitive. So (laughs) for me, I just love that kind of like excitement, tension, you know, that you get before an audition. But yeah, um, going back to what you said, you know, one of the things that really called to me when I started my business, Problem Solved, is that I wanted a way to help uplift other artists. And that's why I came up with the hashtag artists supporting artists. And it's what really launched my blog, the PS Spotlight, because we do interviews with other artists and theater companies and dance troops and, you know, the list goes on about showcasing other artists when it's coming from an artist. So it's not that viewpoint of everything has to be a competition. Um, It's why I preach community over competition, because I truly, truly believe that there is enough success. There is enough roles and opportunities for anyone and everyone who wants them. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have to put in the work and you just, you know, put out into the universe, you know, I want to book a national tour, you know, sorry, it doesn't work like that, you know, (laughs) but I wish it did. But I truly believe that if you put in the work while also supporting your, the fellow artists surrounding you, you will get to your goal faster. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. That. Yeah. yeah. And how did your acting career evolve from after graduating, essentially? Yeah. So the last semester of my senior year in college, you do an internship. This is true for all BFAs at Adderbein. You do an internship. We have connections, you know, with internships all over the world, but obviously you still have to apply and get accepted. So I ended up interning at Tara Rubin Casting in New York City. And then, so instead of like normal graduates moving, you know, in May and in the summer, I moved in December 
which I think really helped me get my foot in the door. Like I had an apartment, like things were settled. So when I did graduate, it was just like, oh, I already have a day job. I have an apartment. I'm already here. Like it was just like go time for me. And then it was really the first time where I got to fully like, when people say auditioning is a full-time job, auditioning is a full-time job. Like it really (laughs) is. So for me, it was like, heck yes. (laughs) I was like, finally, I've reached it. So I would go to auditions every day. You know, I worked my day jobs. So for me, it was awesome. And then like actually starting to book was really just like the cherry on top, you know? So it definitely evolved into like, you think of school, how it's like so structured and how like your schedule is given to you. And then you move to New York for me personally. And it's like, you have to make your own schedule and you decide when you want to go to dance class and what auditions you go to. And it's very free form, which for me was liberating, you know? (laughs) So I kind of, I loved it, but I will say New York really does slap you in the face at first. It is very, there is definitely a time where you have to adapt to living in a city and like doing the quote-unquote actor grind that is very real but I will say it took me about a year to really kind of like feel in the groove of things and then it was like oh I actually like this like I felt like I could like breathe a little Yeah. yeah and do you mind quickly touching upon the US industry and how it works and what it has to offer because it definitely has more to offer than just the Broadway that yeah we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a huge thing when you do hear about like when you think the United States theater, your mind automatically goes to Broadway. But there is so much more than just Broadway. You know, you have in New York, you have off Broadway and off off Broadway, but then Branching out from that, you have regional theaters, which is really how you build up your resume and you really become equity. Equity is the actor's union. And so that's what I've been doing since uh, since college. I would do like summer stocks in the summer and then I worked regionally after I graduated. So it's basically Broadway level quality you know some theaters are better than others but it's in the middle of you know the mountains in Pennsylvania or it's in the deserts of Arizona it's it's all over (laughs) you get the beautiful scenery (laughs) (laughs) yes I mean that's one of the perks of doing regional uh contracts that you can get you get to travel to all these beautiful places plus perform and do what you love I mean for me it was like a win-win <laughs> I remember the first time that I had a contract um, up in New Hampshire and it was during January which is like winter snowy season and I love the winter and I was like I can't believe I get to spend two months in New Hampshire during prime winter season I was in heaven. It was amazing. (laughs) Was it snowy? It was snowy. We had so many snow days. Like it was like in, it was like 
else's dreamland. It was beautiful. <laughs> Arendelle coming to life. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Love that. Um, and is there a point in your career where you remember that you were like, yes, I'm on the right track? Mm, yes. And I think this, this happens at multiple times throughout my career. I think I have this moment every time after I see a Broadway show, every time after I have a really killer audition, even if I didn't book it or get a call back. I have it every time I do get an offer. I have it, you know, when I'm having a work session with a client and we're working on material and then they're like, Oh, and they have that aha moment. I have that kind of like, oh, I know where I am. I'm not, I know I'm doing the right thing. So I think, yes. So that moment definitely happens multiple times. And I think if I ever do get to a point where I don't have that moment, then it's time to reassess. I think that's a good tell that lets you know, like, oh, this is like what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is where I feel fulfilled in my life. So I think that's a good tell. Let's get on to problem solved. Tell us yes. all about your baby. <laughs> yes, my baby. I love that you just called it my baby because it really <laughs> is my baby. <laughs> yeah, problem solved is my theater and brand coaching business. The concept of the business started when I was in college and people kept coming to me because I, they were like, oh, could you help me find an audition song? I really loved what you sang in class. Or, oh, could you help me find a good monologue for this audition? Or how are you finding so many auditions? Because every year I still, this is still true. I go and on an audition road trip. So I take like eight to 10 days and I, for me, it's like my yearly vacation. We pile all my friends in a car and then we drive from state to state and audition like in the morning. And then we'll like explore the town and go out to eat at night. And then we stay at like friends of friends of families' houses and like we pack coolers with snacks and things. So for me, I... I love that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So we go across, like we'll start up in New York and go to Jersey, then PA, and then we go all the way through, you know, Indiana and Michigan and Chicago and Wisconsin. And then we stop at all the regional theaters and we do auditions at the actual theater, which if you have the opportunity, it is quite amazing to audition in person at a theater versus an open call in you know a big city such as New York just because the amount of time difference that you get is really astonishing you know <laughs> before quarantine started I actually did an audition road trip and I had an open call the day before I left for my road trip and they were seeing I think it was around 50 people an hour, which is like an insane amount of people. And then I went to a theater out in Michigan and they were seeing 12 people an hour. 
Like that just tells you the difference. That's a huge difference. (laughs) It's a huge difference. And like when I actually got in the room in the theater in Michigan, it was like, hi, how are you? Like, and I was like, oh, snap, are they talking to me? Like, they're going to have a conversation with me? It's just amazing. And it also reminds you that it doesn't have to be, there's not so much pressure. Mm. You know, in New York, it's always like in and out. We have to get these people and get them out. You know, you can only sing this amount of bars and we, we're not going to ask questions. And, you know, everything is done through email and, you know, yada, yada. Are those, um, you know, when you actually physically physically go to the regional ones, are those open calls or are those closed invited calls? Yeah, so some are open calls and most of them are by appointment. Um, so this is going back to your original question. <laughs> um, I created this list. It's called the non-equity theater list. And it has a list of non-equity. So theaters that are not a part of the union and it goes directly to their audition page and that is how I found majority of my auditions this list is oh my god 10 years in the making at this point and I because I was thinking you know there has to be more auditions than what is published on you know backstage and actors Mm -hmm. access and Broadway the common the common platforms that you go to to find auditions and you know there is Because everyone was like, oh, like, where did you find this audition? I was like, oh, well, it's from this list that I created, you know? So that really was, that was the first thing I ever sold from Problem Solved was this non-equity theater list, which is still available to purchase if you're looking for one. Everyone Um, listening. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone listening. Yeah. And then it grew, obviously, into audition book revamps. So I find new material for you that is not not overdone, which is probably one of my biggest pet peeves Mm -hmm. about auditions is when people sing overdone material, finding new monologues, um, working on the material. And then it really merged into what is an artist's online brand? Because, you know, especially now when everyone is literally on their phone 24-7, how important it is that as artists, you know, we are selling a product. That product obviously is ourselves and our talent, but we are truly selling a product. And when you have a product, you need to have a brand. Mm -hmm. And that really clicked for me. And I was like, oh, like I can help other artists curate this online persona because I always say <laughs> Google doesn't forget. And it's really true. You know, when you put something online, even if you delete it, like it's going to be there like forever. So what you do put online, you better make sure that it has a purpose. Like it is curated. It fits your brand because Google does not forget, you know? It's so true. Mm, Absolutely. It linked perfectly with my next questions (laughs) about social media and our industry, which you've kind of already started talking about. So obviously it's a big part of your business. And I would like to ask you, looking at all these performers and all these creative human beings being on your feed, do you find like a most common error that gets made? 
Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will say, okay, I think there is two major things that really I'm like, it's a light bulb for me when I'm like, oh, like we could help enhance this, you know, when I'm looking at profiles online. One is that you're not using social media to be social. Like it's literally in the name. You need to be social and actually connect with people and have genuine conversations in order for social media to propel you in the way that you want it to. Like for me, what I tell my clients is, you know, if social media is really stressful for you, it stresses you out, brings you anxiety, set a timer for 10, you know, 15 minutes. And during those 10, 15 minutes, that is your time to engage. So you're genuinely commenting on posts, you're liking your feed, you're going into, you know, your curated hashtags, and you're engaging with those people, you're starting conversations and DMs with people that you want to talk to and have a connection with. And during that time, like that is your social time, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're not going to, you know, sending, if you're using social media, you know, to send memes back and forth, like sure, the social aspect doesn't apply, (laughs) but if you're using it to further your career and help build your brand and curate your footage, your online portfolio, you have to be social. And I don't mean like commenting three clapping emojis. Like that's not like, do you do that in person? Like, could you imagine if I came on this interview and was like, Hey, no, that is a good point. (laughs) Like, like, come on people, like common sense, you know? So that's the biggest thing. And The second thing I see is there isn't a cohesiveness to your online brand, online portfolio, whatever you want to call it. So that it's, there's no thought behind it. You're sharing, you know, your grandma's 83rd birthday, which heck yes, show that, but make it purposeful. And then there's no talking about, you know, the basics of brand, like, do you have a logo? Do you have a color uh, set? Do you have a website that has the same colors and logo as what's on your social media, which is on your Facebook, which is on your YouTube? You know, I could go on and on, but Mm. having a cohesiveness. So no matter what platform, you know, someone goes on, whether it be a casting director, a producer, or even a fellow artist, that it is all the same. We're sharing the same information in different ways. And that's really something that I preach to my clients that, you know, we want to share the same information, but spinning it in a different way. Yeah. And it's so true. Like I'm just thinking back and I'm like, with your social media, I link your colors with your profile so vividly. Right. Right. You come to my profile and you're like, oh, damn, she loves yellow. She loves auditioning. She loves Broadway. She likes cocktails. Like it just like slaps you in the face, which is what you want. Because for me, I'm a very positive person. I'm very bubbly. I'm very like, I love like thinking of like 
I love to think about radiating like sunshine, which is one of the reasons why I linked yellow to my brand because those adjectives link up to that color, which is one of the things that if you work with me, we talk about that a lot is like, what kind of energy, mood, vibe do you want your brand to represent? You know, that is a huge part of what we talk about when we start the the base of building a brand. Absolutely. Yeah. And this might be a bit of a different question, but <laughs> do you think cuz just cuz I've heard it a few times and it it kind it's I'm questioning this a lot. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you this now. Yeah. So you know how we have like our social media and a website. Do you think yeah. nowadays a s- social media page can substitute a website? Okay. So this is this is a great question because I think there is a misconception of the difference between social media and footage. So footage is basically like so say we're business people and we have a business meeting to launch our new product and we come to that business meeting without showing examples of our product, you're like, well, why would I buy this? Why would I book you? And it's the same thing with your footage. If you don't have footage of you singing, dancing, acting, whatever you're doing, whatever your talent is, how can like an agent push you for a project? How can you submit an online audition if you don't have footage versus social media, which shows what is Jenna Lee Miller as a brand, as a human, as an artist. And I think social media helps build the footage. I don't, I think they're two separate things. Do I think you need social media to have a successful career? No, absolutely not. Do I think you need footage to have a successful career? Absolutely yes. But social media can only, if used in the proper way, can only propel your career forward. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, your brand is what you want other people to view you as. And your type, which, you know, whether we want to have a type or not, we do. It is just the way of our industry. You know, people are going to judge and have opinions no matter what. Yeah. But your type is how other people see you. So creating an online brand allows you control over how other people view you, which can help when you are submitting. Because, you know, when someone, if someone were to Google Jenna Lee Miller, like my social media is going to pop up. So it does, (laughs) you know, it truly does. (laughs) It, It does. So why wouldn't you curate a online portfolio that helps build your footage, which is the most important thing. Does that answer your question? It does. Yeah. And I love the (laughs) words, um, online portfolio. Yeah. Cause that's what, that's what, that's what you're, that's what you're building. No matter what the platform is, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's an online portfolio of you. That's, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. And to round off this social media section, Do you have a top tip that you would give the listeners regarding social media? My biggest tip is to show up. I know that sounds like 
so basic, like, but it's so true. I always say half the battle is showing up. If you're making like a conscious effort into what you're putting out online, you can only get better. You know, if you are actually putting thought into your captions and researching your hashtags and making sure the photos that you put out are a good representation of your brand, it can only get better. But you cannot grow if you don't show up. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I can't say it any other way. Like, you know, show up. You would never not, if you want to book a role, you have to show up to the audition. You know, if you want to grow your social media, you have to show up and show your face on your stories. You have to post consistently. You have to, you know, like update your website, you know, and I'm not asking you to be perfect. What I'm asking you to do is show up as you are and grow from where you start. Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing those. Of course. <laughs> Um, and going into like the last few questions of the interview, in your opinion, what unites us as creatives? I think what unites us is that no matter what artistic platform you use, it is all about storytelling. Like that is at the base of our core. Like that is like our main thing that connects us as artists like we want to share stories that need to be heard or need to be said and express that those themes because that's what connects us not only as artists but as human beings you know like mm. that's what connects us yeah absolutely and what is the biggest thing that you have learned on your journey so far i think one of the things that I continue to learn, because I think it's a process. I think, you know, you fall in and out of like confidence and, you know, Im imposter syndrome. And I think it's a continual thing. But one of the things that I continue to learn is that showing up as I am will always be good enough. You know, showing up as the, as Jenna Lee Miller, as I am today, will always be enough. And if I think of myself that way, then I shouldn't have an issue with my confidence. I shouldn't have an issue with imposter syndrome that I'm just showing up as I am open to grow, open to learn. And just remembering that, that, you know, the saying like, you are enough, you're so enough. It is unbelievable how enough, how enough you are. You are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone knows it, who's in the arts. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I think reminding myself of that is one of the things that continually pops into my head, you know? And it's so, yeah. so valuable that you just reiterated that it's always a process and there's going to be ins and outs. And it's so good to know that everyone feels that way that everyone has ups and downs with their confidence and like blocks in their life because right we're human exactly we're, we're, not we're human exactly yeah. and you know one of the things that you know I can say this confidently now but like I am a plus size actress and I own that and that is just a part of who I am and you know when I was in college just because we were so active. I lost a bit of weight. And then when I got to New York, 
because I wasn't, I was in my internship, I gained a little weight back. And when I started auditioning again, I started booking way faster than I was because from my perspective, I wasn't in that in-between box of like, oh, she's kind of curvy, but she's kind of tall and, you know, average size. And then I gained a little wheat and I was like, oh, like I'm actually in the plus size box now. And I think that took me a while to not think of that as a negative thing. It is just who I am, you know, like I am a curvy actress who can freaking kick her face. You know, like that's just who I am and I'm, I'm okay with that. But as you said, that is a, that's a journey. That's something that, you know, I go and audition and I see, you know, like I'm the only extra large size leotard in the whole dance room. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But like, it's a journey that you go on. There's ups and downs, but, you know, reminding yourself that you are enough and like, Mm. just show up as you are and that is enough is is really something that I have learned throughout this process yeah it is a process definitely yeah and acceptance is a lovely word there as well because it just shows you how once you accept yourself right it propels you it does and it just shows that you're open Mm. and you know so then the rejections don't hurt as much you know, it, when you accept yourself and you have confidence in yourself, the rejections that are inevitable in our business, you know, we hear no way more than we hear yes. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't sting as much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. And we're coming to my ultimate favorite question. Ooh. <laughs> so what makes you unique as a creative <laughs> your little self-love moment <laughs> oh my gosh okay um I think <laughs> ah! okay you know this question is a little difficult for me to answer because I feel like I'm always thinking about what makes other artists different and how they stand out but when was the last time I truly asked myself this question it's like Oh, okay. Okay. But (laughs) that's why I um, love it. It makes you all smile. It's so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I think one of the things that really separates me as an artist is my bubbly, positive perspective on things. And I think that, you know, your perspective, I think is a choice. You know, I can choose to go into an audition and like mess up a note and then like beat myself, beat myself up for the rest of the day. Or I can choose to be like, oh, that was an experience for me to realize what I did wrong and how I can better myself next time. How I can be like, oh, that was the universe saying I wasn't meant to book that show, you know? And I think having a positive perspective is a choice. So I think that's one of the things that makes me resilient as an actress, which I think is a really important quality if you're in this for the long term, which which I am. So I think that's important. So ah, <laughs> that question is so nerve-wracking. <laughs> but it's beautiful celebrating yourself. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. You're right. 
brilliant. Now, now wait, now, now I need to know <laughs> what is one of your answers. Oh, um, you yes, caught me off I'm, guard there. Exactly. I'm turning the mic around. All right. Um, I think if it, if it was like just like the basic basic I would say mm-hmm. that what makes me unique is all my like different cultures that I got to like grow up in and my languages um just because of the nature of moving around because of my parents job but if we go on the deeper level mm-hmm. it is the thing about resilience and having hope and that positivity because I truly think as as you said resilience is a big thing and I think resilience is also unique to every single person, if that makes sense. So like that yeah. unique resilience is, I can't really put it into words. I'm just doing my hands. I'm like, yeah, this vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, resilience does look different per every artist because it means something different, you know? Yeah. Cause we all have like different experiences where we need that resilience as well. So yeah, those are my two little things. I don't know what I'm I doing. Love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for uh, asking me that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners before we leave the interview today? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you know, a lot of the things that we touched base on, um, I have a new boot camp that is launching February 3rd. It's called Branding Like a Boss. I love um, that name. Thank you. Thank you. Because you really do have to be a boss yes. to get an online <laughs> brand. Yeah. So that is launching uh, February 3rd. So if you're interested, um, head to my website or my Instagram, problemsolvedbyjenna.com um, or problemsolvedbyjenna. And a lot of the things that we talked about, about social media and brand versus type and logos and colors and fonts and, <laughs> you know, all the things will be included in this boot camp. So if you enjoyed, you know, what I talked about today, come and check it out. Absolutely. And we'll link everything as well on social media and underneath the podcast. Um, yeah, so you can find Jenna Perfect. really easily. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a joy having you and listening to your journey and your wisdom. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. And I'm so glad that, again, you know, I get to meet you, your actual face. Yes. See your actual face, you know? Not just someone typing on Instagram. Not just someone typing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Artist Avenue will be back next Tuesday with another exciting interview. Make sure to follow us on social media and keep up to date with all the artists and their wonderful projects. Your support for this podcast honestly means the world to me. For now, keep smiling, keep listening, and I'll see you all next week.